Hello guys, welcome back to CarbsCast with Joe and Christian. We've got a Q&A for you guys today. We put it out on Instagram a couple of hours ago. Um, yeah, a hours ago. I haven't actually looked at mine yet. I don't think I'll have got many because I did what what I, I did that thing where I like, I wouldn't say retweeted them, which is funny because I never even had Twitter. I, I like reposted your thing and then posted my own. So people probably just put it in yours. You never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you, man? Should we start with that? How you yeah, doing? yeah. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm quite tired. This is later than we normally go, isn't it? I'm normally just like getting into bed, start reading about this time. Yeah, but I think this is better for you than reading. Mm, do you reckon? Definitely. Wow. <laughs> Coached by Christian, PNS activation specialist. Correct. Um, do you got anything you want to touch on before we do the questions, or should we just roll in? Um, end of the recovery phase, near enough, one more week. Yeah. So we are, we are deloading, and come right on time, because I actually injured myself yesterday. First time, bro, you ever heard of me have, like, an injury of anything? No. Never. No. Like first time forever. Um, it's just like a strain in my neck. Like when I turn one way, it's like a sharp pain. Um, but I did also pull a PB RDL. Well, a PB in this uh, since the diet ended. So 200 for nine RDL, which was nice. Um, felt good as well, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I've done something to my neck whilst doing that because it was fucking killing after. I finished the session, but the rest of it was kind of just like leg extension and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, week off now anyway, because I was doing that anyway, so it's fine. So just resting up for this week, which I need. I feel fucked now, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all came at the right time then. Exactly. Exactly. How about you, man? What, bodybuilding wise? Yeah. So this week was like my introduction back to actually doing some proper bodybuilding week. So I just, I estimated a maintenance calorie amount. I trained a couple of times, but the, you know, there's just like nothing crazy. In fact, I trained three times, but it was all submaximal. Weight stayed exactly the same all week. So I estimated that maintenance well. We're all good. So tomorrow I'm going to move into a, very small surplus and i'm going to start a new um training mesocycle as well and um yeah just slow and surely gain some some new muscle from tomorrow What's the training, uh, gonna be? uh i mean it pretty much is just a, a linear progression model over like um a six-week mesocycle block that i'm just going to repeat with some like guidelines in there that there's some a combination of volume increase and load increase over the whole mesocycle. Um, and then when the next mesocycle comes around, the, the initial lower volume will start with a, a load increase to match that previous volume and then repeat. So over a long, long, long duration, the total load of volume goes up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But I say volume in terms of work done. I think that's important to like note. Like when I say volume load i don't mean number of sets necessarily i mean like 
the amount of work done. Yeah. Do you kind of like auto-regulate that on how you feel as well? Not that often. I will do, like, I'll have like a volume load goal, but if I, if I can't train with a ready intensity, maybe I would add an additional set on maybe to hit that goal. I mean, all the regulations always within my training. It's not like I have to do this no matter what. Yeah. But but there there has to be a progression over the long term, and I try and sit within that model that I've set, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Because I remember when we were talking about fortitude, like, this time around, you were saying something like, you know, you might want to, on Sundays, do a hybrid of tier one and tier two and take bits from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's an individual thing. So some people are very well suited to load progression. Like, if you can make load progression after load progression and it's a sufficient amount of total work done increase to drive the adaptations that you want, that's great. But some people, just as a as their phenotype, they're not, they can't drive the load progression necessary over the amount of time required to, to create any good degree of, like, adaptation. So these are the kind of people that you'd want to use a model that maybe included some actual actual volume increase over the mesocycle but obviously you can't just like increase volume forever that's not the point the point is yeah, that it, yeah. the point is that it would return to a lower base but with you stronger and you would repeat that so it's not only load progression you also use volume progression within a mesocycle yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'm very much i'm very dictated by the load i feel yeah well um, you, know, but, you have maybe you you could try the other you know, you could yeah. try because you might be able to get some, some more total actual work done per mesocycle this way. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know until you've, until you've tried it, but people that are very like Callum's a good example. I mean, he's built to be very strong. The people that very low volumes work best for are people that have the capacity to get very strong. Yeah. Well, everything's shot up very fast, obviously post diet. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, just gonna keep rolling with that until it potentially kind of flattens out. Yeah, good plan. Yeah. Should we do the questions then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. You wanna rip the first one out? Yeah, I'll rip it out. Um <laughs> right. There was actually some some good ones. There was not loads, but we did only put it out a couple of hours ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I like this one. Favourite WWF wrestler of all time? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was a big, big WWF fan back in the day. Yeah. I had the toy ring, had all the wrestlers. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I was that cool guy as well. Very cool. Obviously, yeah. Who, who was your favourite then? Ah. <sighs> Let me have a think, man. Um, I'm gonna go- I'm gonna Google it because I, I want to be reminded of someone. My favorite. I-, I can say it straight off the bat. I- you're gonna say Undertaker or something? No, no, no. no. John Cena. No. Kane. Who? Kane. Kane. That's pretty solid shout. He was my favorite always. You know, you know what I used to like? Probably Kurt Angle. <laughs> Val Venus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you Val- remember Triple H used but the water in his mouth and, like, spray it? I'd always be like, how yeah. the fuck does he do that? <laughs> I, I used to like a bit of uh, Mankind. Mm. 
or Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Classic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kill, he didn't kill himself. I don't know. Uh, I, I used to really like Stone Cold Steve Austin, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Stone Cold. I had a Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt, bro. I used to, <laughs> I used to like when he would uh, smash the two beer cans together and down them. You can't deny that. Them all over his face. Undertaker choke slam. That was the best special move. Ah, quite liked the people's elbow. The people's elbow. <laughs> um, I like I liked Christian and Edge. Because you got the same name. Yeah, I used to I used to say that was me. <laughs> got the same name. Remember when? Did you, did you watch Kane unmasked? Uh, I think so. It rings a bell. Right, I remember that on like, I think I like bought a subscription to the channel because I only had like channel one, two. You know what it was? Because I was li- I live with my mum, but my dad had Sky. I remember going to my dad's to watch the to watch it on WWF on on whatever it was on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I've just just come across two absolute legends, mate. Go on. You ready? Mm-hmm. Viscera. Oh, I can't remember who that is. Big fat bastards. And do you remember Rikishi? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pure bulk. What? <laughs> bulk mode 2000. What's your special? I'll oh, just sit on their face. <laughs> that hurts. Imagine his like caloric requirements to look like that. And you know what is mad? How athletic they were. Yeah, it's so big as well because none of them were really like in shape, bro. Yeah, some wrestlers were. Some wrestlers looked awesome. What John Cena, bro? That's got right. that's got to be one of the most demanding jobs on in the world. Like on the road, getting banged up every day, training. Yeah. Like that's got to be a tough job. Think, think if you're the same weight as the Big Show. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, to be fair. In China? Yeah. Probably would have. Bit of China. China. Yeah, that's that question done then. I don't don't know who I've said, but I like them all. Right, do you want me to get one? Yeah, let's have a look if you've got any. Yeah. Um, Are we saying who's asked the question? Oh, yeah, that was from... Custom Bodies Tom. Okay. Um, yeah. I got one from DC Coaching. Let me click on this one to see the name. Uh, it just says Coach. Okay, this is from Coach. Um, <laughs> should all online coaches... Bro, you spelt coaches wrong. You're meant to be the coach. Um, should all online coaches have to do both RTS course and Mac Nutrition to be able to operate online? No. Firstly, I know nothing about the Mac Nutrition course, so I'm not going to comment on it. Secondly, RTS is incredible. Something I, I would do in the future, for sure. Um, is it mandatory? No, these are not like educational requirements. They're like additionals that like, if you're looking for a coach with extreme levels of biomechanics knowledge, like if they're RTS certified or whatever it is, yeah, that's probably showing their knowledge because it's awesome. Like one of my clients is RTS, he's done RTS. And, you know, I always say to him like, 
bro, you know more than me about this shit. So we talk about his training programming. But like, is it, should they have to? No. Well, I hope not. Otherwise, I'm, I'm out of a job because I haven't done either of them. <laughs> That's that DC, DC coaching. Has that answered that? That's that one done. So, next up. Uh, who are your heroes in real life, real people or fictitious if need to be? Heroes. Um, I don't know. I don't think that. No. It's hard, isn't it? Like, who are your heroes? I don't know if I've got, like, heroes. My mum and dad. Bit, bit cringy, but true. Well, I think everyone's got people they like look up to and like would model parts of themselves on. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had like a like a hero, you know. Yeah, how yeah, I like, idolize someone, you know. I don't think. I don't know. I probably have to think about that because there's there's loads of people that I like. The problem here is there's no one that I want to be all that they are. Do you know what I mean? To me, that's what a hero, someone's hero, would be. Agreed. You know what I mean? I don't want to be all that this person is or this character is. I like, there's certain traits about people that I really look up to and try and model myself on. But it doesn't mean that I want to be them in totality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, sorry, whoever asked that. I don't have a glance. Um, Hamshari Mode asks, do you think we must progress every gym session or mix maintenance um, and progression. That's quite relevant to what we were just talking about. Um, in my opinion, you don't necessarily need to progress every single session if maybe you don't want to or you can't, but what you do need to do is linearly progress over time. And I think more people actually need to have a set amount of progression rather than just winging it and hoping for the best. Yeah. So, so you you absolutely need to drive the specific adaptation. No, you need to drive the imposed demands to drive the specific adaptations, which is progression. Basically you have to do more over time. There is no other way that you're going to progress. Yeah. Does that mean every session? Well, I don't know how close to the upper echelon are you, you know? Yeah. And like, I can't remember last time I didn't progress a session like every lift but that's not saying you can do that every single fucking week because well, no, you, you, 10 uh, years down the line you're not going to be deadlifting a thousand kilo you are correct you know so there's there comes a point where you have to take what you can get but you should try and plan it into a model at least yeah i was james hollingshead was talking about the other day it was actually really good um and uh you know, like obviously, if he's going to go on a hack of some sort, yeah, he can load it up with all of the weight, let's say, because he's got that strong at it. Or no, actually, okay, let's let's take um, his back squat for example. Like James can do what, like a seven or eight plate aside fucking back squat. There comes a point where he can't progress that load safely. So he's going to have to think of another way of progression. Yeah, and that might come over with like a different tempo, a different rep range, 
um, different type of set. Like if he was going to do, I don't know, a fucking rest pause back squat. Well, you're not going to do it with fucking eight plates. Adding no. rest pauses is is another way of adding volume that's quite efficient that we can mm. use. And and also it's worth thinking about you know what might built be built into your progression model is actually a week where you you don't progress. In fact, you go backwards. So my, part of my progression model could be this, right? So let's say I've got escalating load over four weeks, right? So let's just call that one, two, three, four. But then my next mesocycle might look something like two, three, four, five. You understand? So I'm, mm-hmm. I've made progression, but I've taken a step back to allow the adaptation to be within a model that I can actually readily progress with. So mm-hmm. I've gone up to that four, but now I have to come back to two to make it to five because otherwise I would have never got to five because my recovery ability there, my ability to drive that adaptation was diminished by that point. So I've had to pull off that accumulated fatigue and start lower in order to get further. And then I can repeat that process over time and eventually I'll be at 20, eventually I'll be at 30, whatever it is, you know, you, you step up that level. Yeah. Okay, ne- next question. Is it me? Yeah, man. Shit, sorry, two sets. I'm not on it tonight, so. Uh, right, Joe, you'll have to answer this. Oh, no. Our first serious one. Fucking hell. From Darko underscore Jimaholic. Mm. Change your name. Um, can you get... <laughs> Can you get hyperkalemia just from eating high potassium foods, aka loads of bananas and potatoes? Well, yeah, of course you can. Potassium is potassium is potassium. Bana- bananas aren't that particularly high potassium per, per carbohydrate content. Um, anyway, can I do another question? Because yeah, I mean yes, you, I mean it's, it's potassium. Of course you can. Yeah, you have to eat a lot. Um, George Osborne. What's up, George? Big G on the mini cut at the oh, moment. I want to say I want to say a thank you to George actually because I noticed on his um, Instagram stories where he was showing his podcast that he actually listens to my wife's podcast. So thank you, George, for the support. Thank you, George. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, <laughs> what a guy. Um, any personal positives or negatives from lockdown? Who's starting this one? Uh, I'll start if you want. Go for it, bro. Uh, there's been more positives than negatives. So I'd like to start with that. Um, made me realise what I can do with a business if I really just fucking knuckle down. Um, made me realise that I'm very happy in my own company at times. Um, it's made me get Luna. I've had an opportunity to get Luna which is a positive. Um, I've built a gym, essentially, in my parents' garage, which I've classed out as a positive. I've got that for life. I've got those pieces of equipment forever and hopefully can keep building on top of that. It's made me realize a lot of new goals um, that I want to tick off. Negative-wise, no one likes their gym to shut, do they, really? I mean, I know I love training at home. 
and I love training in the setup that I've got, but you know, you're going to miss the gym. Um, I think that's the only, <laughs> only negative, mate, to go like the whole lockdown thing now, like not seeing people and all this sort of stuff. Like, I'm pretty sure that's just pretty much no one is listening to that anymore anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they're mine. Um, cool. Positives. Um, I mean, my life has mostly been very much unchanged and I'm unsure if a lot of the changes would have happened if, if quarantine had happened or not, you know? Yeah, true. Um, it's hard for me to decipher because my life really hasn't changed much. But then maybe I think downstream, has it changed my clients' actions in the way that they are handling coaching that has then affected my life? But overall, yeah, not in a negative way at all because I feel like I've got the best like bunch of clients ever. Like I'm so happy with all of my guys and the work that I do every day. So that hasn't... Yeah, I'm pretty good, aren't I, as a client? So. Well, you know, you're not at the top, but you're not at the bottom either. Um, <laughs> um, Negatives probably that because I've lost that driving to the gym, you bump into people at the gym after training. I would always sit in the front of the gym and talk for a while. I've I've lost myself a little bit, and I've done this quite a few times with like my obsession with efficiency and productivity. And I've done I I've caught myself doing this. I've always done it since I was a kid, and I I have to address it before it gets too bad quite often where it's like I can't not be doing anything and then I get into like ridiculous spirals of, of work and it makes me like very anxious and obsessed with like a single topic and you know if I don't know everything about that and if I haven't written an article on it and, and, and all of this then you, I won't be able to like do anything else I can't relax you know so that maybe that's the only negative in that I've done fucking loads of work yeah. <laughs> but that's also not a negative because now I've actually got a website with some content on it. So yeah, oh, definitely. overall, it's all good. You know, I'm, I'm all good. I can't, I can't complain, man. I, I live the dream. I've been watching this YouTuber whilst I've been eating my meals that like travels the world and goes, uh, he literally travels the world just on his own with um, a GoPro. Mate, I'm obsessed with his videos. I put one in the group the other day. Um, and it, but he just goes to every single place in the world, like all these villages in the middle of these Delhi mountains that you'd never have heard of. And, and he goes through like Soviet Russia and shit. But watching him and I'm thinking, oh my God, how good do we have it here? Like, yeah. I was watching this one in Delhi where this kid nearly cried because this guy gave him a plastic bag to make a kite out of. Oh, and I'm like... How dare I complain about having to queue to get into Audi or something? Do you know what I mean? How pathetic is that? I mean, it is annoying, though. <laughs> get what I'm saying, though. You get a bit of perspective and you're like... Oh. Bro, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I know. But it's like, oh, shit. You know? Actually, our life is like we live in this ridiculous haven. And, and it, yeah. it frustrates me when I see people on Facebook complaining. Like, now, trust me, even in quarantine, you are living the dream. Yeah, like, true. But, I, okay, I've got to add one negative to uh, lockdown for that question. Uh -huh. 
queuing at supermarkets. <laughs> yeah, only- because I, I can stand there and listen to a podcast, mate. Any opportunity I can get I've to. I've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, actually. Um, I listened to Tom Haynes' new one yesterday whilst waiting at Tesco. We, I only say it, bro, because I, I can't do a week's shop because I wouldn't have the room in the house for it all. Do you know what I mean? So I have to go like every other day to the shop. Mm. So it's a bit like I've been waiting a lot this week. Mm. Your turn, bro. Shit. I was just looking thanks at it. Thanks for the question, George. Um, can This is from Pe- Perrin Tustin. Can you discuss raw chicken... <laughs> Versus cooked chicken on my fitness pal and which to do. I don't think we need a discussion on this. Um, it, it really doesn't fucking matter which one, as long as you're consistent with it. Um, the thing to note is that if you're weighing your food cooked, it's probably inaccurate because it'll weigh something different every time depending on how you cook it. Yep. Um, I don't. I also don't use my fitness pal and never have, so I can't help with that. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. In the grand scheme of things, if you're being consistent, it's not going to make dick all difference anyway. If you want to be the most accurate, Ray at War. Ray at War, I said. Weigh it. Ray at War. Ray at War. Yeah, Ray at Raw. Making words up. I weigh Raw. Yeah, me too. It wasn't much of a discussion, was it? No. <laughs> Uh, is it me again? Mm. Um, right. What are your core coaching principles and who are inspirational coaches to you? You can go first. I'll take the last one. Uh, you don't have to say me straight away. In- <laughs> inspirational coaches. To be honest, like probably the people I talk to the most, mm. um, especially at the moment, like I've been doing a lot of talks with Cal. Um, so he's up there. AJ, 100%. Um, and, and, and Joe, hence why I get coached by him. Um, I do find it bizarre that people say to you like, is Joe, is Joe good as a coach? He's like, Yeah, someone messaged me that the other day. I, I sent it to you, didn't I? Well, you've said that a few times. Um, are you, um, so Joe, good coach and that? No, he's really shit. I just stay with him for a laugh. <laughs> Imagine, it's just an odd question, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I don't know what they think the answer is going to be. I suppose people are just, and then, and then they'll follow up with, yeah, I'm thinking about getting coached by him. Yeah. What? Yeah, well, I'd say, yeah, do it then, you dickhead. Um, is that your answer? What are your core coaching principles? <sighs> I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah, that's a real hard-worded question. Yeah. You can answer it in specific, like, um, like specific areas. Like, what are my core coaching principles when it comes to drug use? Like, I can answer that, but core coaching principles as a whole, other than be the best coach I possibly can be, be very prompt with my services, be, you know, have a good level of communication, treat my clients with respect always care for their health above all else 
charge fairly and not excessively for my services and give my time as abundantly as I can and make sure that I am educating myself along the way and never becoming stale. You know, things like this are important, but they're, that's so like general, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas if you say like, Oh, what's your core principles of drug use? You say, well, here's my safer use model, blah, blah, blah. And I could blab on about that forever. So it's pretty hard. Um, inspirational coaches, as you say, I, I very actively surround myself with the people that are running faster than me, so to speak. I think, yeah. you know, if, if you're not running with people or if you're not sort of around people that are running faster than you, then you're going to keep moving the same speed you're moving at and that's not going to really get you anywhere very fast. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I regularly, you know, I still do weekly consults with people that I think have expertise in specific areas that I don't have. So I, I invest my time and money in that. And maybe that's a core coaching principle, you know, like yeah. tomorrow morning, I'm on the phone to Victor day after that. I got Scott uh, Stevenson and then I got Dr. Scott Howell later in the week, you know, this stuff. Um, and that's every week because they, they know something I don't about some subjects and I, and I want to know it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like me and Carl, I some, fascinating chats this week you've blown my mind with a few things and cow and cow's the same you know because cow cow consults with me on stuff that he doesn't know about peds you know we we do these long pd chats and dig into stuff last week we had a really good one um that's a sign of a good coach all around you know me and luke did one the other day as well you know any any coach that's like reaching out because it's quite easy as a coach i've got enough clients i don't even need to do anything else you know you should all, always have to be learning. Like, it's like bodybuilding. You wouldn't just stay the same. That's how I look at my coaching in exactly the same way. Like, daily growth, daily consistency. Like, research every day. Learn something new every day, you know? Yeah, I'm loving that at the moment. Can't lie. Mm. And add that up over years and then, you know... It's easy for someone to say, like, hey, where can I learn all the stuff you know about this and that? You're like, bro, 2,000 different places over 10 years, you know? Yep. I don't know if I've got any more. Let me have a look. Uh, I do have more. Uh, Andre Warren. Um, asks if there was one place in the world you could go to visit, where would it be? Oh, it's too hard, man. I can't narrow it down to one. One is hard. Well, I've got a similar question coming up, so we could combine the two. Go on. Um, it's from Kane Edgar, I think. Ah, uh, he's a client of mine. Kane. Yeah. He asked some funny questions. Um, <laughs> places you guys want to visit in the future? Uh, so next up on my list is um, is America because I've got a few people that I want to go and see and, and stay with. Doctor, yeah. I've got an open invitation from Dr. Scott, so I'd like to go and stay with him. I've got an open invitation from Austin. They're in the same area. And Chris, they're in the same area. So yeah. Say again? Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. Um, and also Sam from Metaform. 
has asked if me and Jazz want to go over and stay with him for a bit. So, you know, I've got, I've got a few of the rounds to run in America, firstly. So that's my one. And I've never been to any state in America. So that's my first place I'd like to go and see. Yeah, America's good, man. Can't lie. You've been to my, Miami, right? Yeah, Miami. Um, I'm literally, like, next year, I'm going to try and travel as much as I can. Mm. Um, and just tick off a load of places I want to go. As soon as lockdown's over, anyway, I'm going to be in at 100%. Yeah, me too. Me and Tom spoke about this the other day, actually. Yeah, just five to seven days, probably. Um, and then I want to do Dubai in December. Um, I think that'd be nice. And then next year, yeah, I'll, I want to, I don't know, I just want to go to some like, weird places. Not weird, but... You know, I'm really inspired after watching this guy's YouTube to go to like odd cities in the Soviet Union, just yeah. to discover stuff. Like, I like the idea of going somewhere where there isn't any tourism, just seeing what a completely different culture is, just like just to learn. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, you got any more? I want to do like, I want to do like uh, some more places in America next year, and. I'd love to do something like like Bali or something. Yeah, I know, I know it's a bit cliche, but there's also a reason why everyone goes there. It's probably fucking good. But what about Thailand? Yeah, I'd do Thailand 100. Yeah. percent There's a big fitness culture over there as well, isn't there? Yeah, this is where Victor lives. Yeah, sick, sick. You got another question? Yeah, I do. It is. Uh, most uh, from Lucy Cook uh, most underrated and overrated exercises in the gym and at home um, what this is this, what yeah it's impossible but I'm going to go one that comes straight into my head but it's only because I've got a question on it as well the question the other question is from Ryan W123 is the close, close grip bench press actually a good tricep exercise? Okay. No. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, no, it's not going to it's not going to do anything additional for your triceps that any grip of bench press isn't gonna do, you know? Consider the function of the tricep and then look at what changes from close to wider grip and then and then you'll have your answer. Yeah, so, and the thing is it's like horrible. do you want little Little gain for um, potentially huge fucking negative outcome, aka your elbows are shot to shit. It's like when people are like, yeah, dead stop cool, school, school crushers are a really good like tricep builder. No, they're a really good tendonitis builder. Yeah, like, the, the close grip bench is a good, good example of an overrated exercise because. It's considered the bread and butter for tricep development, but it's pretty shitty resistance profile, isn't it, for tricep? Um, yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. But it's hard It's hard without context because it'd be like, for what? Because it'd be like, for hypertrophy, you know, it'd be one hour's over. Strength would be another and you know, I don't know. But that's a good one that you bring that you bring up there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. If there's anything else I can think of that I see people in the gym doing, I think, why are you doing that? Oh, okay. I've got one. 
you know when you sit on an incline chest press and turn to the side yeah, and yeah. just do one peck? Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> nah, isolation, bro. I'm just getting that isolation. In the inner peck, bro. Yeah, trying to get the inner peck. The inner peck. I'm trying to think of some other things. Well, a sit-up, the most basic, you know. The, the abs work through like spinal flexion, not hip flexion. Um, well, you know when people get a straight bar to do triceps, yeah, like push downs. Probably anything arms that is using a fixed bar. No, hold on, hold on. I've got something specific with that. Barbell curl. You know when you do barbells are overrated. Barbells are overrated for hypertrophy. Full stop. Bro, can you stop interrupting me? No. <laughs> a straight bar on a cable yeah Yeah. you know you normally like tricep push downs you know people do like tricep pull downs like underhand grip yeah yeah that's Your odd wrists fucking hell yeah. now I'm getting really good contraction on the tricep though so keep doing it probably yeah probably anything's overrated like anything that involves a barbell that you have to have like a a shoulder or elbow joint function in the movement. Um, for, this is from Ain't Nothing But A Peanut. Great name. Ronnie Coleman himself. Yeah, Ronnie's on body fat. He's only 0.33% body fat, but he's only 3% off season for him yeah. and What a fucking. Anyone, can I just make a public service announcement on that? If you believe that, you're a moron. Because that's not physically possible. Let, let me ask you a question then. He um, states that he didn't use anabolics until he was 30. What do you think? Wouldn't be surprised. I 100% believe it. Yeah, 100%. I also believe that he didn't seriously get into bodybuilding until he won his first Olympia. <laughs> the thing is, I followed Ronnie. I follow bodybuilding closely, and I'm a bit of a bodybuilding competition nerd. And if you look at the photos of Ronnie from 1990 to, let's say, 1993, although he's freaky and he looks great, he doesn't make huge progress between those years. But then he turns up in 94. He makes a huge leap. He turns up at the 94 Olympia looking ridiculously improved in one year. And I think that correlates with him being about 30 at that time. So that's when I would say he made the... He made the switch and 100% believe it because he's a freak. I believe everything he says in regards to like that. I think he also believes that he was 0.33% body fat. Oh, yeah, he definitely believes that. But that's what this is what part makes him a great bodybuilder because I, I, I say this to clients a lot like the Ronnie effect. I always have I ever said that to you? No. Where like he's just so not bothered about anything. And that's, oh, yeah. why, that's part of the reason why he makes such great progress. Because See? Chad Nichols will be posting, faxing him some diet, do this, Ronnie. He's like, yeah, all right. And he just does it. And doesn't, it doesn't think, doesn't, no stress, no questioning, no, no yeah. nothing. He just does it and doesn't even oh, think. Bro. You know, and then he's like, what supplements are you taking? Like vitamins and stuff. And he's like, oh, no, I had a dietitian. <laughs> he just did it all for me. He just doesn't, he just doesn't think. They're like, on oh, every single client that's just, what do you want me to do? I'll just do this. Yeah. All right. You know, completely remove yourself from the situation. Like the, like the opposite of me today, Joe. 
Yeah, but you're more. Yeah, but that's an adherence. Adherence. I mean, if you, if you gave Ronnie Coleman some ridiculously complex program, he he just wouldn't do it. Yeah, true. You know. So that the <laughs> adherence has to be there. He's funny, man. He's fucking funny. I love him. I think he's awesome. Yeah, like I think like not intelligent intellectually at all. I think he is. I think he's very smart. Yeah, in certain ways, but you he's know what I mean. Accounting degree. He's got what? He's got a degree in accounting. Oh shit! Yeah, he's definitely smart. I think he just comes across that way. Do you know what I mean? I think he's just chilled out and happy-go-lucky. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's dumb. Um, I didn't say that. Fucking hell. Um, exactly what you said, mate. I think you apologised to to big Ronnie. Sorry, crazy. Ronnie Coleman and Dexter Jackson, they're pretty close in age, aren't they? Yeah, all I will say, unpopular opinion, I've never really liked his physique. What, Ronnie? Yeah. Ronnie's physique, I look at and go, wow, I don't think I'll ever see anything like that again. But I don't oh, yeah. know, like, like that. Yeah. I don't know like, I want to look like that. I'm like, I want to look like Jay Cutler. Would you want to look like Jay Cutler? Yes. I wouldn't. I love Big Jay. I if I had a personal physique goal, it would be like uh, Bob Paris, maybe. Mm. Luke Sander for me. Completely unattainable though for us. Thanks, mate. Peace on my Please. dreams. Look at I, Luke. I know. I yeah. know. <laughs> um, next one. I told you to think about this earlier. Okay. I, I haven't thought about it, but I I know I, I knew my answer straight away. Okay. Some Jay-Z bodybuilding. It's okay. a great question, by the way. Probably the best question that we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. Make your own Ben and Jerry's creation. Who's going first? I still think I need time to think. I want to hear your answer as well. Okay. So the ice cream base, yeah, the, the ice cream is just going to be like a cream. A cream, maybe a little bit of vanilla, but you know, like just a cream. Like yeah. a thick double cream taste buttery like a butter buttercream ice cream yeah yeah and then in it through it i want swirled biscoff spread yeah fucking hell okay yeah yeah that's it for the for the base so the base is the like, buttercream ice cream with a swirl of biscoff going through it yeah and now yeah. now we have to be careful not have it to have enough topping or enough contents, but not too much, that it becomes a stodge, which is the problem with some Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So it's just going to have two components. It's going to have pieces of cookie dough, chocolate chip, yeah? Yeah. Or salted caramel cookie dough, maybe. And it's going to have small chunks of shortbread. Solid. That's it. Wow. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah. I still don't know, man. That's what I'd have. I'll tell you what I did have before. Um, Doesn't matter what you've had. You've got to invent one. Yeah, I know. I'm going to. Hold on. Fucking hell. Come on. Um, it was a flavour they used to do. Okay called One Sweet World. I don't remember that. And the base 
was coffee caramel ice cream. No. Oh, it was fucking incredible. I hate coffee flavoured anything. I love coffee, but coffee flavoured. It's like I like I like mints and like chewing gum, but I hate mint anything. I, I can't answer this question. A brownie flavoured one with more brownies in it. You know, just eat a brownie. Yeah, probably. Um, I haven't got any more. Salted, uh, I don't know. I no, still on this. Yeah, we'll be on it too long. Um, this one's from Caitlin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tips on how to pull, and she means men. Um, in brackets, preferably people with muscles. Thanks. Okay. Well, neither of us have got muscles, and we're both bald, which we know you don't like. So I don't know if we're the right. With the right. What I'm going to say is for a female to pull, no, nothing turns me on that someone's just up front and out there and honest. Slide in the DMs and say, look, mate, I think you're pretty pretty hot. How about we, how about we hook up sometime? What are you saying? Just, I would, if someone messaged me that, I'd be like, fucking hell, she's ballsy. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Mm. Mm. Just straight up. Do you, I, I, yeah, straight up and just say, look, I quite like the look of you. How about we do something sometime? What do you think? Yeah, I think men don't like fucking around, do they? We don't want to. Because there's nothing worse than someone that plays a game. Small talking, yeah. You're sat there thinking, does this person even like me? Especially if you're going for a level of man that's probably busy, career driven, got some shit to do. He'll think, oh, fuck this. Yeah, fuck this small talk. Yeah. Just go straight in with the hammer. Yeah, where's this going? Where's this going? Yeah, I like to be told. Yeah, else I'm constantly there thinking, does this person even like me? Like, I'm putting in a graft here. I'd rather someone just come out with it and say, look, I think you're pretty attractive and I think we'd probably get on. Do you want to go out sometime? Yes or no? If you don't know, I won't bother you again. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Caitlin, do it. So I should expect a message from you later. <laughs> Bro, this, that's a bit of gel bait for you, isn't it? Oh, I'm only joking. Wink. Caitlin's sick. I love Caitlin. She's class. Yeah. Big future name. One hunter. Um, it's been so long since I've... Right, I've been in a relationship for so long. It, what was funny is some... It's like Holly Davis said to me the other day about Tinder. I was like, I was in a relationship before Tinder existed. Mate, she is always on... Bumble and Tinder and all. I'm feeling like, why are you on there, man? Do you know what, Holly? Because I think you listen. It it seems to really annoy you as well. Why don't you just get off it? Yeah, just don't go on there. <laughs> I can't you imagine that. You could probably do better through Instagram. I imagine. Well, I imagine most most women's like just getting dick pics thrown at them on Instagram. I'm a bit out of touch. I don't know what goes on, man, to be honest. Yeah, I feel sorry for girls. What do you do? Do you do you hassle women on Instagram? No, I just know what men are like. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, so, one second. I've got another one. And it is, could anyone, in capital letters, this is from Josh Lomas Mears, you know. Yeah, big Josh. Yeah. Good luck. Could anyone be an IFBB pro if they really worked hard for it? No. no. 
look, and this is not me having a dig. Joe works really, really fucking hard. He'll never be an IPB pro. Oh, I don't yeah. even look above average. Yeah, same here. I don't think I could ever be an IPB pro. Christian, you actually, um, and I'm not, I've never bullshitted you in my life, and you know that I've told you straight on a few things quite a few times that you probably didn't want to hear. You don't have bad genetics. You don't have incredible genetics, but your genetics are above average in terms of your rate of protein accretion is very high. Your structure, you're structurally quite well suited for bodybuilding in many ways. In some ways, not. But you have a large frame that can hold a lot of muscle and you accrue muscle well. I think your genetics are actually better than you often give yourself credit for, maybe. They're, they're definitely not as, as... They're definitely above average, firstly, but they're not the best in the world. But, they're, um, but they are actually good bodybuilding genetics. And I think you will actually realize that in time when you have had a few years of driving that proper protein accretion like we have done over the last, you know, that 18 month picture there, yeah. you know, that's an above average rate of gain. Um, yeah. Extrapolate well, well, that over the long term and on your larger skeletal frame, which is, that's half of it. Honestly, in my experience with clients, half of it is actually just having a frame suitable to hold more muscle and then the ability to actually accrue that muscle. You've got both of those things. Well, thanks, mate. That means a lot. I actually cry, I think. Um, that's really nice to hear. Um, well, everyone always gives a hard time. The, one, the ones that don't give themselves a hard time are the ones normally with the worst physiques. Yeah. And they think they're the amazing. To answer the question, no. Absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely not. I know people that work so fucking hard and they literally just don't really get anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. It's hugely biologically into individual in some studies and we could critique the study designs and stuff, but there are genuine non-responders to resistance training. 100%. So, you know, no, unfortunately. In, unfortunately not. But, you know, it's just like any sport, you know, it's just like any sport. It's just a fact of life. Humans are better than other humans at things and we're not all the same, you know. Um. There's a question that's just come in. Last one. Yeah. Um, tell me you want to answer it. Have you ever suffered with anxiety? If so, how do you overcome it? I've had a lot of questions like this recently. Like, how do you overcome this? How do you overcome this? And it's like, I don't have an answer. Because I can't do it for you. And sometimes I feel like my answer to them sounds really harsh. I think but sometimes there isn't an answer as well. No, it's like... Someone said, oh, mate, someone messaged me. <laughs> he won't listen to this, so I don't care. Um, like, bro, I haven't spoke to this person. I, well, I don't know when the last time I spoke to him. Five to ten years ago? Mm. Randomly get a message. And it doesn't even say hello at the start. This is what pisses me off the most. <laughs> it starts like this. Any advice for dealing with breakups? Uh, <laughs> mentally and physically. Is he rubbing it in your face? When did online coaches become... Uh, like, mate, no, 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 hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Like, you know when I say I haven't spoke to this person for like probably 10 years? Mm. It's not like he was a mate. I mm. knew him through people. That's it. So for some reason... I don't even know what his last name is. For some reason, he's seeing you as, as somebody that offers kind of counselling on, on relationship and not just physique coaching. How, how yeah. are you giving that off? 
any advice for dealing with breakups, mentally and physically? Split with a missus mid-April, whilst in lockdown with her. Been back home since, living with parents, currently furloughed, overthinking, slowly going insane. What the fuck do you want me to do with that? I just said, bro, firstly, I, I sent her a voice note and it was like, firstly, hello, yes, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? And then I said, look, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I've been through breakups and I've been through shit times, yeah, but it doesn't mean I, I can give advice on it. My own advice is, man the fuck up and just get on with it. Some things normally, normally end for a reason. Yeah. So the quicker you fucking man the fuck up and grab your ball sack, the better. And it was just like, only reason I asked is I know you struggled with a breakup before. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. And about of, about of, and about of depression, if I remember correctly. And just wondered what helped you. Odd thing to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with things like that, man. I don't know. I'm not cheers breaking. anyway, bro. Time to find myself, I think. Fucking hell, right? Shouldn't yeah. have, but it's just, it's just bizarre. I wouldn't... Fair play to him for reaching out to someone, you know. I feel like, you know, I, I feel like we should say if anyone, like, feels like they don't have anyone to talk to, like... Yeah, I get that. I, I think there's a way of asking, though, isn't there? Yeah, and it's a bit odd that you don't actually have a kind of prior I relationship. don't have any relationship with him. Yeah, because I've had some very long emotional phone calls with clients. and I just think it's important that I make it very clear from the offset that I'm... <laughs> I mean, no way qualified as any kind of like clinical therapist or counselor or anything. But, you know, you talk to someone as a friend, but my like emotional advice is pretty thin, man. You know, uh, I'm not great with stuff like that. Yeah. I Like it, going off the back of that, I, a lot of my clients, you end up, you are sometimes end up being a bit of a, a counsellor as well as a bodybuilding yeah, coach. That's an important part of their, their nervous yeah. system function, you know? Yes. And I said this exact thing to someone the other day, like, doesn't it piss like they were like, don't it piss you off that when people come to their personal problems? And I was like, not really, because not yes, really because they pay you for a service well, that you one need was, to yeah, one they pay me for a service. Secondly, like as long as it's not like over the line, like ridiculous, then if I help them and it de-stresses them, and they chill out, their, their physique's going to respond better. Yeah. yeah. It's part of the, you know, it's just another stone that you need to unter- overturn with your clients, and if you don't, then you're lazy. You know, it's just as pertinent as focusing on stress management, sleep management, you know, things like this, that a lot of coaches st- still don't, you know, what's weird to me, what's bizarre, is that some coaches still don't even know what their client's micronutrient intake is. The literally the base of any good dietary design, they couldn't tell me what their clients' electrolytes are or their, their clients' vitamin and mineral status. Is it sufficient? They don't know. Like, you know, it's, that's like, because I've taken on a new client this week. He sent me for his last diet. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I put it into chronometer and I was like, damn, how long have you been doing this? Like, some coaches literally only go as far as macronutrients. It's bizarre. Let alone looking at stress management and sleep management and stuff like this. I find it insane. I find it disgraceful in a way that they're taking people's money for such laziness. Yeah. Or, or, or ignorance if they don't even know better, you know. It's a disservice. 
to their clients. And this is what I'm talking about constantly learning. If you're just doing stuff like that as a coach, you haven't learned past the basics. It's terrible service. Yeah. Rant over anyway. We're coming up on time ish. <laughs> How do you want to close this one off? Um, I hope everyone has a great week. <laughs> yeah. So um, I hope my neck gets better. I'll be honest. Yeah, me too, bro. Feels better already, to be honest, mate. Does it? I need to rest. Yeah. Get get a little massage on it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't train today. Fuck me. Because like I feel like I have the the energy and the drive to, but I would like seriously did not want to fucking make it worse. Yeah, your chimp mind is telling you to train, but oh yeah, mate. This morning I went back and forth with am I training? Am I not training? About a million times in the head. Yeah, your chimp brain saying to train, but your rational thought saying no. Yeah, be guided by rationality, bro. Um, right. That's Got a nice one to leave it on. Yeah, be guided by rationality. Call me fucking Yoda. Um. <laughs> I ordered a Yoda t-shirt from Monster Factory. I fucked up. I ordered, it was so early in the morning, I ordered everything in the wrong size and I've got to send it back. Stupid. Dumber. I know, mate, I ordered like a whole wardrobe's worth as well. You spoke to him? Yeah, I messaged him like, bro, I fucked up. He said, just send it back. <laughs> All right, Christian, just a quick one. Yeah. Have you seen the Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix? No. Is it recommended? Sick. Finished it last night. Absolutely sick. Unreal, mate. It's like, it's like, can this movie get any crazier, bro? This movie that is is life. Okay, I'll uh, I'll watch it. So sick. So sick. Literally unbelievable. Next week we'll have the review. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sound. All right, guys. Thank you for your questions. As always, we do very much appreciate um, you guys listening. Please tag us in the story and that as ever. Let us know stuff that you want to see, see, hear, promise. Um. Shout out to the sponsors. Let us know if you want to see some carbs class clothing. Yes, we're going to set that up. I've had a few companies reach out to me that I'll show you. And, and we're going to tie it in with, with some charitable donation. Um, so essentially what it will be is just selling the clothes at the cost um, to make them plus a minimum 10% donation of the total fee to charity but you can escalate up the donation if you so choose as well um, that would be awesome so keep an eye out for that guys that's going to get sorted this week hopefully um but yeah thanks for listening tag us in the stories um appreciate all you guys listening and um we'll catch you next week peace peace